Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Hey, welcome to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Thank you for tuning in. And you can go to fedbyravensmedia.com, download the app, listen to us anytime, anywhere. Uh, I want to talk to you about, uh, I guess, fool's errands uh, today. And I want to start with this story from uh, Illinois, the Chicago area, out of all places. Go figure. Now, you have a rep, and, and I'm sure this representative is well intentioned. Now, we've covered in this show the fact that carjackings in Illinois, in the Chicago area, are just off the charts. They're so bad that uh, council members have actually set aside money for the Safe Pump program, which is. They provide additional security at certain gas stations during certain parts of the day to make sure that you feel safe going there to pump your gas. Because so many people are getting carjacked while pumping gas that they're afraid to go. So what do they do in Chicago? Well, you know what? We're going to have Operation Safe Pump. So at these gas stations, at these times, you can go and feel safe. You want to talk about a broken city? You want to talk about a city that's not functioning? That you can only go to a specific gas station during certain times of the day where you can feel safe pumping gas? The rest of the time... Hey, it's Jack's Casino, right? Take take your chances. That's absolutely nuts. Well, now you have another Illinois, a Chicago politician, and his response to the recent surge in carjackings is to ban a video game. So let me see if I have this right. Carjackings are so out of control that you have to hire and pay for additional security to be present during uh, certain hours of the day to pump your gas. And the solution is what? Well, we've got to ban a video game. This is exactly what our last guest was talking about, Grayson Quay. If you missed it, you got to listen to it. He's moving forward with Young Voices. And he was talking about how politicians have a perverse incentive to do something, even if it's not beneficial. As long as they're doing something, they can come back to you and say, well, I I banned the video game because if I didn't do that, who knows what would have happened? Who knows how bad it would have been? So he wants to ban a video game. What video game do you think he wants to ban? Which video game do you think he wants to ban to reduce the violence and the number of carjackings in real life? I mean, do we really have to ban video games? Is that really the solution? State Representative Marcus Evans said during a press conference in South Suburban Olympia Fields that video games, plural, are contributing to the carjacking surge across the area. Top of his list, Grand Theft Auto, which was first released in 1997. Grand Theft Auto, and other violent video games, plural, are getting in the minds of our young people and perpetuating the normalcy of carjacking. And then he, then he says this. He really says this. Carjacking is not normal, and carjacking must stop. Well, it's simple, Representative uh, Evans. Just make carjacking illegal. 
if you want to stop carjackings, just come out and pass a law and say you can't do carjackings in the city of Chicago. Oh, wait, Brian, my producer, wait, he's telling me through the headphones that uh, carjackings are currently illegal in Chicago. But wait, I thought if you banned them, people wouldn't do them. What makes Representative Evans believe that if you ban the video game, kids still aren't going to play it, that kids still aren't going to download it? And if if people are using firearms in the carjackings in Chicago, let's ban the firearms. Then you can ban guns and you can ban the carjackings. Oh, wait, Brian's telling me that uh, guns are banned in the city of Chicago. So wait, if they've banned guns and they've banned carjackings, why are people still being carjacked with guns in Chicago? And you know what you're going to add to that list? They've banned the guns. They've banned the carjacking. They're going to ban the games. And guess what? People are still going to be playing Grand Theft Auto, and they're still going to be carjacking with guns in the city of Chicago. Because you don't change human behavior that way. You can't protect people from themselves. I mean, that's the lesson of history. You change behavior by changing hearts. You change behavior by changing minds, not by passing laws that people are just going to ignore. Yes, can you punish that behavior? Absolutely. But have you really changed any hearts? Have you really won over any minds? No. And out of everything that you're doing, when you look at the, the carjackings in Chicago, you mean to tell me your elected officials, the best thing they can come up with is one, Operation Safe Pump. More security at more gas stations during certain parts of the day. You're not really changing hearts and minds. What are you doing? You're just shifting crime, right? I mean, you're not going to carjack people at those pumps during those parts of the day. But do you really think carjackers are saying, wow, I get, whoa, they outthought us, we're done. Do you really think that's happening? You're just shifting where they're going to go. So the next best solution that the elected officials in Chicago come up with is what? It's the we got to do something model. We don't know what to do. We're being paid to do something. So let's pretend we're doing something meaningful. Let's ban Grand Theft Auto. Now, he starts there. But you notice how we keep saying Grand Theft Auto and other games, plural? They have no intention of stopping there. I don't lose hope for cities like Chicago and Detroit because of what's happening there today. I lose hope because I see that the elected officials in these areas, they've basically given up. They've bas if the best thing they can come up with is ban Grand Theft Auto, aren't they really just admitting we're done? We're out of ideas. Uh, we got nothing. We got absolutely nothing to bring to the table. It is sad as an outsider looking at the city of Chicago. It is absolutely tragic if you're living in the city and this is the best they come up with. They are desperate for a win, but their game plan is dictating a massive loss. And unfortunately, the loss is going to be tragic because it is going to be carjackings and worse for the good people of Chicago. How many people are going to give up carjacking because you've banned Grand Theft Auto? How many? How many? 
And that's the best that the elected officials in Chicago can come up with. The people of that city deserve more. They should demand more. And the same thing applies to every citizen in every city and town in this country. If those are the solutions that your elected representatives are putting forward, you need new elected representatives. Hey, when we come back, speaking of elected representatives, Mitt Romney has a plan. You're not going to believe it. Slightly better than banning uh, Grand Theft Auto. Just slightly. We'll have that story next right here on the Joe Carey Show on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Also, K-Talk uh, Radio and KYAH. Thank you for uh, tuning in. I, we were talking about politicians who need to say that they're doing something. And our last guest, uh, Grayson Quay, who was on the uh, Moving Forward with Young Voices program on the network, uh, we just interviewed him, and, and he said something really insightful. He said that, look – Politicians have this perverse incentive to do something because if they don't do anything, they're going to get the blame, right? That, uh, whether it's COVID or the economy or you pick the topic, if they don't do anything, it's going to be you didn't do anything. So in a politician's mind, it's always better to do something because then at least they can make the argument that, hey, 
if I didn't do this, it would be a lot worse. And how many times have you heard politicians make that argument? If I didn't do it, it would have been worse. But there's no way to judge that. Now, with COVID, it's a little bit different because we do see the impact of these short-sighted plans pushed forward by politicians. We see depression going up. We see suicide going up. We see the economic toll on business. Now, media won't cover that and politicians won't cover that, but those are real costs. So now the Democrats are pushing for a $15 an hour minimum wage. $15 an hour. You have businesses that are begging the government for money because they can't survive because government shut their business down. And the same politicians who say, yeah, you need the money. And they pass these stimulus packages and they pass PPP and other programs. Those same politicians are now saying, you got the money. And what government giveth, the government taketh away. So now we're going to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. I will tell you, as a small business owner, you, at least for me, I want to pay my employees. I want to pay them the money that I think they deserve, which is typically more than I can afford to pay them. But but you want to because they work hard. They, they do the extra things. They go the extra mile. And I think those are the businesses where the employees step up and they're like, hey, I'm going to put in my time because I think this company is going somewhere. Are there there employees out there and are there employers out there who are like, hey, I'm going to scrounge every penny. I'm going to grind out every penny I can. And I'm not, I guess, I don't think they'll be around very long. But geez, I've extended job offers to people who said, you know, I I can't take this. I, I need more. I deserve more. My experience dictates that I get more. And you know what? That's the free market. They they don't have to stay. They can go and they can work somewhere else. When I was an attorney, I took I took a big pay cut to move into the media world. And I did it because I said, you know what? I think this company is going places. I think that economically, I'm going to be better off making this move than staying practicing law. And it worked out. There's no guarantee that it was going to work out, but it did. And, you know, I started as an intern. I was an attorney and I took a job as an unpaid intern because I wanted to make that transition. And I knew nothing about the media. And it morphed into a beautiful job. You know, I see the same thing with, uh, with that AB5 in California. Remember, like, uh, basically, if you're an independent contractor, the state of California shuts you down. Because they imposed all these rules, all these restrictions, basically saying, nope, nope, you can't be an independent contractor. This last trip, I I flew in from Salt Lake. Uh, There was bad weather. I took an Uber from the airport to the house. And I've got to tell you, the driver was spectacular. Just in terms of conversation, what he wanted to talk about, the issues that we discussed, it's about a 40-minute ride. And can I tell you, he hops out of the car, he he picks up my luggage bag and he puts it in the back seat. And, you know, I'm the guy who says, no, 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 don't do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And he's the guy that's saying, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then we get to the house and he pulls up into the driveway. Hops out, opens my door, gets my bag, takes the bag to the front door. That's someone who loves their job. 
He loves what he does. And I got to tell you, to me, that's the free market at work. He didn't have to do any of those things. I, I don't think it's in his job description. I don't think it's required or he's obligated. He did it, I think, for a couple of reasons. I think he really enjoys it. And two, he wants a tip. But that's the free market at work. So Democrats show up and they're like, hey, we don't think the free market's working because we have all these people who are, who are working for less than, than the federal minimum wage, which I think is $7.75 an hour. And I get it. That is not a lot of money. And it's not a lot of money to feed a family. It's not a lot of money to pay the bills and have anything left over with at the end of the month. But these jobs were never meant to be permanent. They were meant as a trend, transitory. You go there, you learn certain skills, and then you move on. You had that one representative in California who came out and said what? She's like, well, uh, what do I say to those small businesses that uh, can't afford to pay $15 an hour? This is what she said. Basically, I don't want them in my district. Right, tough talk from a woman who probably gets paid what one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for serving in Congress. It's like the uh, Ocasio Cortez telling Amazon to pack their things and leave. Well, if they can't pay their employees fifteen dollars an hour, I don't want them in my district. Well, whose fault is it they can't afford to pay fifteen dollars an hour? I would make the argument it's the government's fault. How many regulations have you imposed on that business? How many uh, limitations that are COVID-related have you placed upon that business so they can't function, they can't operate? And then you want to turn around and tell the same business that you have spent over a year crippling, hey, you've got to pay your people more. After government tied their hands behind their back, What government should be doing, instead of going around saying pay more, why aren't you creating an environment where business can make more, hire more, and pay people more? So Mitt Romney's solution isn't to fight to create that environment. His solution is to say, hey, the Democrats want to raise the minimum wage by $15 an hour. I'm going to outsmart them. So he comes up and he proposes $10 an hour. That is a fight you will never win. Once you're on that path, once you concede that government intervention is necessary and should replace the free market in setting that price point, how do you ever win? You can't. Hey, you're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Radio News with Lance Pry. President Trump called the Supreme Court's recent decision to allow the release of his tax returns continued political persecution. The 45th president also asserted New York officials are distracting the public from the actual crime in the city, where violence has been reaching new record highs. The investigation into the engine failure of a Boeing 777 could take more than a year, officials said, but already the picture is becoming clear about what happened to the United Airlines flight on Saturday. The Pratt & Whitney engine failed minutes into United Airlines flight 328, headed from Colorado to Hawaii, leaving a mild debris in its wake. After the incident, United grounded all of its Boeing 777s. Investigators are looking into metal fatigue as the culprit. 
The United States Air Force B-1B Lancers from Dias Air Force Base in Texas arrived in Norway on Monday as part of a training mission in Europe, marking the first time U.S. bombers have operated out of the Scandinavian country. This is USA Radio News. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. As expected, the price of gas will continue to rise. Texas, USA, Radio News Bureau's John Clemens has more. That price is 24 cents higher than a month ago. And according to Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com, the price could be going even higher. Average gas prices will likely continue to rise some 5 to 15 cents a gallon over the next two weeks, so long as oil prices do not see additional gain. The increase of 13 cents a gallon is due to 12 refineries being shut down in Texas due to the snowstorm. Oil prices continue to put pressure on gasoline prices, but are holding near $60 a barrel for West Texas Intermediate crude oil. But average gas prices soared last week after refinery shutdowns in Texas impacted gasoline production. The cost of crude oil has played a major role in the increase. AAA also says growing crude prices will continue to rise, causing higher prices at the pump in February. We are USA Radio News. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Uh, you can go to fedbyravensmedia.com, get all of the shows live. There is a listen live feature there. You can also download the app. And uh, once you have the app, you can listen to the shows live wherever you are or uh, via podcast, which are all accessible through the uh, app. So go to fedbyravensmedia.com. You'll see the opportunity to download the app in the App Store or Google Play. A great way to listen to all the programs uh, any time of day and uh, anywhere. Um, I want to talk about this story. Uh, This is from the Daily Caller, and it talks about Biden considers executive order regulating homemade guns. So these are for the individuals who, you know, they order the upper receiver, the lower receiver. Maybe they're 3D printing a gun. So Biden is looking at this and saying, you know what? We've got to regulate this. This is what the article says. The White House is considering several executive orders on gun control, including one that would strengthen regulations of the purchase of homemade or makeshift firearms. The Biden administration is considering an executive order that would require buyers of ghost guns, those that have no serial numbers, to undergo background checks that would close an existing loophole in current laws. The White House has discussed the Charleston loophole in the last week with Democratic Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal. The loophole allows a firearm to be transferred from a licensed dealer before a background check is completed. My view, uh, this is this is Blumenthal, my view is the bigger and bolder, the better on gun violence prevention because we have a unique window of opportunity. The White House also had several meetings with community-based groups and other gun control advocacy groups. However, some activists have expressed disdain for the administration's hesitation on specifics and a timeline for a plan. So basically, the gun control groups are saying, hey, you're not going fast enough. You're not going far enough. We have this opportunity. Why aren't you doing more? An unnamed White House official told Politico that the administration was looking at every tool at our disposal, including executive actions. 
to achieve President Biden's promises on guns. The aide reportedly added that some measures included banning assault weapons and repealing manufacturer immunity from liability. Biden aides were initially reluctant to issue an executive order regarding the Charleston loophole due to the split Senate and indecisiveness on what policies to push. However, the White House is reportedly pushing other measures such as safety storage standards and red flag laws, which restrict gun ownership of persons deemed to be in danger to themselves or to others. It is not clear if these measures will be introduced in a bill or through other orders. And this is what uh, I said during the Trump administration, because Obama really took the issuance of executive orders. And instead of making them right, because executive orders are supposed to clean up legislation, right? Basically, Congress passes a law and the executive office is responsible for enforcing the law. And they would look at the terms and say, you know what, needs to be a little bit tighter over here, needs a little bit more interpretation there. And it would tighten up the the language of the law. What Obama started doing was saying, you know, it doesn't matter what the law says. I'm going to issue an executive order and just pretend that it's based on this particular law. And the left was ecstatic, right? Because Congress is broken. Congress can't pass laws now. They pass small laws. Or in the sense of like COVID, they just buy everybody off. Well, what do we have to put in there to get enough votes to push it through? And that's how you get a $2 trillion stimulus bill ostensibly designed to fight COVID or provide relief from COVID. The fact that it includes, what did we say, $130 million for the National Endowment of the Arts? Ah, that's, that's peanuts. Don't get so worked up about peanuts. But Congress is supposed to make the laws, not the president. So Trump gets in. What does Trump do? He issues a slew of executive orders, and the right cheers him on. But, And I said this during the Trump administration. Guys, this is not the way government is supposed to work. This is not the vision the founding fathers had. The president does not make laws. Congress does. So now that Biden is sitting in the big chair, he's issuing a slew of executive orders. And I'll tell you what, presidents are careful. Believe it or not, they're careful what executive orders they issue because they really don't want to issue one that ends up before the Supreme Court because then their executive order writing days may be over. So they're very careful. So when it, in this article, when it says, well, Joe Biden really hasn't decided whether he's going to do it by executive order or through legislation, what they're really saying is, hey, we've got to be careful because if we go too far, the court will take the opportunity to reimpose the constitutional barriers on who gets to write the laws. But we should not be living in a country where one person gets to decide who gets to have guns and who doesn't have guns. Those laws should come through Congress. And I get it. If the Democrats want these laws to pass, now is their time, right? They have a majority, the thinnest majority since World War II in the House. And basically, they have a one-vote margin in the Senate. The Democrats run all three branches of government. So if the, if the Democrats want gun control, it's easy. Just pass the legislation. But they can't because that would require tough votes of some of their more conservative members. And they don't want to do that because that would hurt them politically. So once again – Politics trumps the Constitution if you're a politician in Washington, D.C. The, the next rights, the next wave of rights are going to be fought at the state level. And you better look at your state senator, your state representative, and they better be rock solid in the principles that you hold near and dear to your heart.
because that's where the real fight is going to take place. Because you need these state representatives to stand up and say, hey, we are a state. And any power not enumerated by the Constitution, it's ours. And for too long, the states have been quiet. And they have gone along to get along. Why? Because there's too much federal money coming back. The federal government basically buys the silence of the states. Well, you don't have to do this, but if you don't do it, you're not getting the money. And I get it. That's a tough, tough choice to make. Isn't it amazing? We had a Nikki Deal on, and she was telling us about West Virginia, how it's number one now in the administration of the vaccine. I, I don't even know if the governor of West Virginia is a Democrat or a Republican. And you know what? It doesn't matter to me. What matters is you had the elected people of West Virginia look at what was best for their state. And they told the Trump administration, you know what? This isn't going to work in our state. We need to do it differently. And kudos to the Trump administration for saying, okay, do it differently. You're a state. You get to decide that. It's not one size fits all. And the governor and the legislature, they went out and they put in a system that worked for their state. And now close to 10% of their population has been vaccinated. Meanwhile, Governor Cuomo is still removing the chains from the doors of the nursing homes in New York. We are a federal system. And the reason our federal system and the politics at that level have become so nasty is because there's too much at stake. Because instead of giving the states the powers that they were entitled to, we've shifted too much of it to the federal government. You've got to know who your state senator is. You've got to know who your state representative is. You've got to make sure that their values reflect your values. That is the era that we are walking into. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network, 801-331-8113, 801-331-8113. We'll be back right after this break. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. 
Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Joe Carey Show. I want to talk uh, in this last segment, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Dr. Tony Fauci. Uh, Increasing amount of voices, both in the political and scientific world, saying, look, Tony may be doing more harm than good uh, right now in his capacity as the lead expert on infectious diseases. And I've got to ask you, if he's the leading expert on infectious diseases, was it his responsibility to prepare the country for it? Remember, we didn't have tests. We didn't have PPE. Who was ultimately responsible for that? Who ultimately got the boot because we weren't prepared to deal with that? Remember, not enough ventilators, not enough face masks, not enough protect, uh, personal protective equipment. This is from a Fox News. Well, actually, this is from Senator Marco Rubio. He put this out there. Dr. Fauci is a very good public health official. His job is to advise policymakers and inform the public. His job is not to decide what we can do, where we can go, or which places can open or close. And his job is not to mislead or scare us into doing the right things. But he's admitted to doing exactly that. He's admitted to fudging the facts to get the American people to nudge the American people in the direction he wanted us to go. It's scary because he does it with such ease. He does it with such nonchalance. He does it because he thinks it's his right. He thinks it's his prerogative. It's not. It's the elected official. That's who is ultimately accountable to the American people. It's like uh, DeSantis in Florida. He is going to order or has ordered the the flags in his state to be flown at half-mast for the passing of Rush Limbaugh. That's his prerogative as the governor of the state. Now you have the agricultural, I think, uh, commissioner or secretary of agriculture in the state of Florida saying, I'm not going to do it. That's not your prerogative. That's not your job. And if you feel that strongly about it, resign. Have some principle. Instead of using it to grandstand, do the right thing. But we don't do that anymore. Fauci has been so inconsistent on so many issues. He has created so much confusion. Remember, Fauci is the first one to come out with the fact that masks have, quote, unintended consequences 
And he said, people keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And we've talked about that on this program that remember in the early days of the pandemic, the worst thing you could do is put your hands where? Well, not there. Yes, the second one, put them in your face. Like that's the worst thing you could do with your hands. Remember that? Ever, don't put your hands near your face. Don't touch your, your lips with your fingers. That's disappeared. Because now all we do is fiddle with our masks. How many of you have been talking to someone and they keep adjusting their mask? How many of you had to adjust your mask because you're talking to someone? That used to be the cardinal rule. Don't put your hands towards your face. Now we find out that if you wear two masks, you get less of the virus, potentially. Well, if that's the case, why not three masks? Now we know that if you wear glasses, not protective uh, plastic, not uh, goggles, just normal glasses. If you wear normal glasses, you have a 30% less of a chance of contracting COVID than someone who doesn't wear glasses. Are we all going to have, are we all going to be wearing glasses now? You know, not with the real, just the fake lens like they have in Hollywood. And I mean, if a thin lens would protect you from COVID, what if you got like a really thick lens, like the ones that make your eyes like bulge when you look at someone with them? What if we get those glasses for, because I mean, thin lens is a 30% protection. What about a thick lens? Maybe that'd be like a 70% protection. I'm asking. I'm asking. Now, the reason we don't do those things is because there's a, there's, a, there's a different side of the ledger. There's a side that says, wait, each one of these regulations imposes a financial cost, but it also imposes a mental and emotional cost on people. And there's a line that government typically has to draw in that balancing. But now what we're seeing is just this different set of rules. I saw the uh, State Department yesterday in their uh, Q&A with the press. This is after Biden signs his executive order, which says that every government employee on government property and everyone else has to wear a mask if you're on government property, right? That's the executive order. Less than 24 hours after signing it, Joe Biden is at the Lincoln Memorial without a mask. His family is at the Lincoln Memorial without a mask. They're all not social distancing, all not wearing masks. Within 24 hours of Joe Biden signing an executive order saying, if you're on federal property, you've got to wear a mask. I get it. It's a pain in the butt. You don't want to do it. It's a once in a lifetime photo. I get it. But if you're really trying to set an example, why wouldn't you do it? You're right. And I didn't criticize Trump for not wearing a mask because he wasn't telling you to wear a mask. He wasn't requiring you to wear a mask. Fauci says wear a mask. And if you don't, you're at risk of killing your grandmother. You're at risk of killing someone else's grandmother. Those are tough words. Those are, wow. Fighting words. And after he says that, and after he lectures the American public, what does he do? He takes a chauffeured car over to a baseball game so we can throw out the first pitch. I get it. I get it. And I do. I have no problem with that. You got to show people they have to do their normal lives. They have to get back to work. They've got to do those things. But then what does he do? What does the great hypocrite and chief do? He parades around without wearing a mask. And then when he's confronted with the photo, what does he say? Well, I was drinking water. But while he's drinking his water, he's sandwiched between two people. There was no social distancing. 
And it appears that the politicians who have been most ardent about the mask message are the biggest hypocrites. They're the ones who appear to be doing what they want when they want. Because the rules apparently are just meant for you and me, not the political elite. And as we've talked about on this program before, there is an absolute toll that comes from that disregard. We see it now. You see it in the communities that say, hey, we're not going to get the vaccine. And Joe Biden and even Anthony Fauci, you know, Tony Fauci comes out and says, you know, we've got to do something with this mistrust uh, about government. This from the guy who tells you to, to wear a mask and then he's seen at a national baseball game without wearing a mask. This from the guy who tells you to social distance and then he doesn't social distance. And then he's going to tell us he's going to lecture us on why we don't have why we don't trust the government. You have Kamala Joe questioning the efficacy of the vaccine for no other reason than Donald Trump is involved with it. And then they wonder why people don't want to rush out and get the vaccine. Absolutely amazing. Just remember, three things you need to do every day. One, take the time to get right with God. It's the most important thing you can do any day. Two, be kind. We need more of that every day. Stay tuned. Brian Hyde up next right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. <laughs> 